Hello and welcome back to Tells. My name is Busi and this podcast is on poker and love. I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Nimi. Happy New Year to you. Hello, Andrew Nimi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. They can see me. I can't see them. Um, are you willing to share with the listeners of the podcast why you can't see? Uh, because uh, I'm, I'm looking into getting that LASIK surgery. Have you heard of this? This new technology, LASIK? <laughs> I think it's been around for a couple of... Oh, okay. Well, a couple of decades I've now. Ne- I've never gotten it, so it's new to me. But anyway, I'm looking into it. And uh, this one doctor who performs the finest LASIK surgery in all of Las Vegas, <laughs> Nevada, he uh, wishes for his patients to not wear contacts before th- they get a consultation for five days at least. Why do you think that is? I have no clue. Why you do you think that is? You didn't ask? I should have asked. But I didn't want to ask too many questions because apparently he's very touchy. Like, he doesn't want to uh, just take anybody, you know. He's very particular about who he accepts. So maybe if I ask too many questions, he's going to be like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> but These questions, get them away from me. These are your eyes. Yeah. So it's important, I would think, to ask a lot of questions. Well, it seems like he's being more cautious than not, which I like to see when it comes to my eyes. <laughs> do you want my theory on why he does this? I don't know for sure. If anybody knows in the the audience. Okay. What's your theory um, though? When you wear glasses or contacts, your eyes, your vision is corrected. Mm-hmm. So he wants to see how like at the base level, what, are, s- what is your eye capacity or what is your vision capacity? Well, I assume it's something of the, the nature of the contact effect on your eyeball. Like it probably... I don't know. I wonder if it has some sort of effect. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I mean, the, I initially I thought maybe build up. Right. Something like that. But I think it's just to see the true <laughs> like depth of what need, what work would need to be done. Like yeah. the accurate LASIK. We're just two people on a couch guessing about <laughs> what a doctor wants us to do. If anybody's had LASIK surgery, um, you can leave it in the comments below or write to us. Hello at tellspodcast.com and let us know. Let us know if your doctor had you do something of the sort. If you've had LASIK or what your theory is. I love to make up theories if you... You do. You love a good theory. How do you live your life without a good theory? Uh, I guess I just know my own ignorance and accept it rather than let my imagination run wild. I can, I have so many other things that I can think about that I'm like more in tune with than, than making up magical theories about things that I don't know. But how do you go about finding an answer if you don't, you have to have a hypothesis first to say, I think this is how this works. So do you though? How do you start? Tell me how you start. Just ask Google. Just say why, not is the reason because dot, dot, dot. No, that's Boosie. not what you asked. Is Boosie's theory on this correct? No. That's, Question mark. That's not what I mean at all. Dear Ask Jeeves. Okay, whatever, Andrew Nimi, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I don't it's, know. Do you think that I think I know everything? That's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have a theory? Mm, no, I don't think you're like so like concrete adamant about your theories. You know why? Actually, I have theories. Tell me. My dad used to ask us every morning or 
I mean, it felt like every morning. But if we're driving down the road, you'd be like, why is that like that? You know, you'd ask us, why does that truck have 18 wheels? Okay. Why Why is the man hanging on the building just like that? Like, so, you know, if was he's he driving like, by a window cleaner or something like that, why do you think that is? So was he genuinely asking you or was he just thinking now, out loud? No, he was genuinely asking us. Okay. And then so, you had to like come up with an answer? Well, no, he usually asks us things he knew the answer to. Oh, But I he see. wanted to find out what we thought. Mm. So that's how he imparted knowledge. He would say, why do you think that is? That's why do you think this is? Hmm. So just, then you just make up something and then you then you would know whether you're right or wrong based on his answer of like his knowledge. That's cute. And it wasn't like esoteric things like, oh, you know, why why is the sky blue? Mm-hmm. It was just basic <laughs> stuff. You know, what do you think that man is doing? Like they're working on the road. Why do you think he's doing that? Mm-hmm. And you just come up with theories. And sure. that's where I came up with my theories that's way fun. of thinking. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, I just probably tell you what you need to know rather than ask you what you might not know I and mean, what I know, you know? Well, that's... Ca- oh, so you would just say, look at that. The reason is... The reason is... <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not fun for anybody. No, because then you just sound like a little know-it-all. <laughs> exactly. In yeah. South Africa, it's called Tzibian. 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 Just a little know-it-all. Okay. And literally, like... I don't want to get called that. But next time I go to South Africa. But, you know, I've had a lot of. Um, I miss South Africa. Yeah, I miss South Africa, too. You've had a lot of what? Uh, sort of epiphanies lately in the past, like six months on why I do the things I do mm-hmm. in the way that I do them. Like, oh, by the way, my mom used to do it like that. Or my dad used to do it. Or they didn't do it this way. And this is why I do it. Um. Anyway, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Tells. We had an entire podcast last week, but I let my handsome co-host here set up the audio equipment. His microphone was at nine, mine was at five, and um, I really tried. I didn't think that it was my job to make sure everything was set up. I thought I was, you know, I was doing you a little favor by speeding up the process, but I didn't think it was my job to make sure that everything was a go. Yeah, but it, that you, week. the dials have stayed the same for like well, six months. Well, I didn't months. change them. <laughs> okay, they just changed <laughs> on their own. Perhaps. Okay. I don't know. So what did we talk about last week? Uh, New Year's? Briefly. We did talk about New Year's. We celebrated New Year's in this apartment, New Year's Eve. And we watched the countdown from Circa, which is way across the way, mm-hmm. uh, where they had... Not one, but two countdowns. The first one being 20 minutes, 20 seconds later than the actual countdown. Yes. Circa had some technical difficulties of their own. And we watched Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> Lambs. Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, because we saw a tweet saying uh, Anthony Hopkins has been sober for 45 years now. Is that what it was? 45 years? So that triggered me into watching or to want to watch Silence of the Lambs. And I found a willing partner to do so on New Year's Eve. What a lovely story to <laughs> ring in the new year. Uh, brilliant movie, brilliant acting. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm sure lots of people have seen it. 
I did not want to watch it for a long time because... Do you think you're going to have nightmares? Because now we've watched the two sequels. Well, one is a prequel, but we've watched two further movies. Do you think you're going to have uh, Silence of the Lambs nightmares? Nothing so far. And I think you know why, because we're not going out so much. So the less people you see, probably better for because that type of thing. There but won't be serial killers among them or what? Yeah, no, just because when you, you know, when you go out into the world, you create a lot more stories. Mm -hmm. Don't you just like watch people and wonder what their lives are like? Mm, not really. <laughs> just me. <then. laughs> Maybe sometimes, but you I know, have too much on my mind. Is that what you do? You create stories about people? Sometimes. Yeah, it depends on... I remember Daniel Negreanu said that he used to do that as well. Really? It turns out you and him have a lot in common. A lot? <laughs> Just this one thing? <laughs> a lot in common? Uh, I do not have poker riches. Um, I am not getting beat by Doug Polk right now in <laughs> poker. So. Apparently the uh, challenge has become very close. Really? Mm-hmm. Daniel on a heater. Oh. Hmm. So that was New Year's. And then what happened? Um, we settled a bet. We did settle the bet. I'll mm -hmm. add the video clip here of Andrew paying me my money because Andrew I failed. I failed. Andrew failed. And here for everybody who thought Andrew will not fail. I did. You he were failed. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not able to go 24 hours without looking at a uh, screen or using technology of some sort. Right. That was the bet. Mainly the screen thing. Yeah, the bed was like no screen time for 24 yeah. hours. I could use like a refrigerator if I wanted to. That's <laughs> yeah. technology. <laughs> Mainly the screen thing. No phone, computer, TV, right, etc. Internet. Um, yeah, never got around to it. So $100 I, richer. I think we should have made the bed more. Money? More money, sure. Because $100, you're just like, meh. Yeah. I can afford $100. I'll we'll give you 100 more right now just because I feel like it. <laughs> So what would what would be a number that would make make it worthwhile? A thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because remember James and I last year had a a bet about running a hundred miles in yep. the month of December. How much was that for? A thousand. Really? And sure enough, like yeah, if it was a hundred So you guys both completed it? We both did complete it. There was no it. no monetary exchange. That's right. Yeah. Thousand. Or four figures. Four figures. Okay. Put a comma in there to get me out of bed. Okay. <laughs> so what do you think was the cause of this failure? Was it Bitcoin? Because um, you couldn't bear I mean, the thought of not seeing the Bitcoin maybe. price? I mean, that contributed to it, but um, well, I think it's probably like mostly what you said as well as, yeah, probably just mainly what you said. Not enough money on the line. <laughs> probably. Gosh darn it. Okay. What do you mean gosh darn it? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have got paid if it was more. But that's fine. It benefits you. To go for a smaller number. No, because the bet is really not about money. Yeah, I'm just not I mean, to get it's paid. just like the incentive, and to for you to have the experience of that, like what you care about me, social <laughs> detox. <laughs> You're saying you got a little crush on me, caring about me over here. <laughs> huh? 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 So yes, I got paid one hundred dollars, which Congratulations. I promptly spent on can. So. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Not all of it. Did you? All of it? Maybe. I spent it on Ken and Thai food, so there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you use that cash for at the Thai food as well? I did. Why? 
because I can. Yeah, but I can do whatever I want yeah, but you with get, my money. Yeah, but you get <laughs> that's true. It is yours, but we get points on the credit card if you use the credit card. So I still got points. Never use cash, people. Okay. <laughs> Never use cash unless you're doing illegal activities. When I met you, you only used cash. That so was before what you showed me the way. What illegal activities were you a part of? That was before we got smart about using credit. Plastic. Yeah, getting them points. <laughs> the uh, points game. Yeah, I mean, it's a good and also very sinister game, the points game. Why? Because they entice you. The credit card companies entice you with the points. Okay. With the hope that one day, they play the long game, one day. You'll spend too much. You won't be able to pay that card in full. Mm -hmm. And then they can charge you 18% interest, 24% interest. Garbage. Daily. Filthy. Do you know that the interest is calculated daily? I know that from being with you for many years. Yeah. So as much as I love the points game. Mm-hmm. And I love to use my points. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always very aware of that. Imagine all the points we would have if I never used cash back in the day. I know. From all those dinners. We'd be rich. <laughs> We'd be points rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, traveling the world. Comped. From the airlines. First class. Whole way. Would we? No. <laughs> we, were, we, were we, we, we were barely spending any money in the first place. <laughs> I was playing one three for a living, for God's sakes, and then two five. Yeah, you don't spend very much money at all. Mm -mm. It's amazing you're still with me. It's amazing we made it through that time <laughs> in our lives together. All right, Andrew Nimi, tell me, do you have any specific what people call goals? Nope. For twenty twenty one. Nope. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you feeling optimistic about the new year? Sure. I always do, though. I'm an optimistic kind of person. Where do you get your optimism from? Mm. From that good gross point life? I think it probably is partly that, partly just like, I think my mom was probably pretty optimistic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's probably like partly genetic too you know like i've never suffered from depression or an overhanging darkness of any sort you know somebody i can't remember one of these weird philosopher people you know these old old philosophers mm -hmm. said that if you're simple-minded then you are optimistic <laughs> okay <laughs> like he said that like a bad thing or like a like simple-minded as a bad uh, derogatory thing? Yeah, because if you were actually self-aware, you would see how terrible the world actually is. Well, I mean, we're all going to die, so... <laughs> uh, I don't think I believe that at all. That we're all going to die? No, that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to die, yes. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty pessimistic What thing to think about. That we're all going to die? Yeah. No, I think that's very, we've spoken about that at length here. I think it's very relieving. It's like, I don't know. So I guess it's 50 50. Because it could be like the end of everything permanently, 
or it could be like a gateway to the next bigger and better thing. And there's no way to know which. Like 50-50. Okay. So is that what keeps you optimistic? 50-50. Just not knowing what um, the outcome will be. I think that the human spirit is generally um, like strong and resilient. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, I think that in turn results in the stock market continually going up mm. and uh that might not be necessarily a good thing i guess because some people get left behind so that's a bad thing but maybe over time programs get better uh human systems get better for everybody i don't know though i just hope they do and i'm hopeful for all of us you're just hopeful that everything gets better over time yeah i think people are like very slowly getting into like mental health mental wellness mm -hmm. and uh i think when people i think more people will realize that money isn't everything and as a result of that will work towards mental wellness and like other things that make you feel good such as helping others mm. that's what i think there's a, there's a theory for you. <laughs> so you do have theories. You just don't share yours as often. I, I don't know. I mean, I it never occurred to me till just now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely helps your mental state to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you're not, then why bother? Right. Why bother getting out of bed if it's just going to end up going to hell in a handbasket anyway? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get I get out of I get out of bed slowly, so I don't know if that has anything to do with this. <laughs> so you have to top up your <laughs> optimism, fuel it up. Our bed is really comfortable, okay. like being under the covers. I think the overly optimistic view has also caused some problems because one thing can't exist without the other, right? So no light without darkness you need the the opposites so you need to like look at the bad things sure but it's also not allowing that to take away from the good or what good can be right okay so obviously optimism is that if things are going to continue to get better but what are the things that we have to do because you can't just hope for things to get better without actually doing anything but in order to do something, you need to realize, because if it was the best it was ever going to be, then why are we even going to try and do better mm. or do anything? Mm -hmm. so, so you need to like swim in the bad stuff for a while and motivate yourself to fix it? No, I don't think that works either. I think everything should be looked at with balance. Mm -hmm. Like just because you're excited or happy today doesn't mean that you'll never be sad again or that you have to grasp for this happiness because it's going to go away. So yeah, I hear you. So no goals, no um, dreams. goals and dreams. What are your dreams? Yeah. I mean, we have like some goals. I think we have some general goals that aren't necessarily like attached to like a specific, like, no, I don't know if we'll like know that we've achieved those goals, but we want to like make sure we're definitely like putting some things in motion. At, at the very least. Do you like to talk about your goals? 
Uh, it's probably a bad idea. Why? It's better to just do rather than to say we're going to do and then end up not. You always want to aim for under-promising and over-delivering. Hmm. What are your thoughts about... We should make a goal to get like some chairs and an extra tripod and uh, set up another camera for this podcast. Improve the Tells podcast. I yeah. have some goals for Tells podcast. Yeah. Do they include chairs or are we going to sit on this couch? Uh, we can get some chairs. Mm -hmm. We have some folding Ikea chairs in there. We try that. Okay. I'll get you a folding Ikea chair. We'll see. Po if Tells is on poker and love, mm -hmm. we have, I discovered Dr. John Gottman. He wrote the book, Seven Principles of a Happy Relationship or Marriage. I think it's marriage, but interchangeable. I would like to explore those with you. With me? And you do the work. And I do the work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are <laughs> you going to do the work? What do you think? You just read a book and then it's like, I got it. I got everything. I thought you just watch a six-minute video on 1.25 <laughs> speed and then, and then it's done. No. <laughs> Happily ever after. No, like the first principle is, what is it? Learning your partner's love maps, okay. which is learning my interior world mm. or either any room. Sexy. Okay, not like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that could be sexy. Sure. Um, Different kind? Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll go on that journey together. Are you Lovely. excited? Yeah. All right. Can you tell us? what your thoughts are about poker or what your desires are for poker in 2021 like for me in poker or the poker industry no sir you do not control the poker industry <laughs> well i thought you meant like like <laughs> america's goals or things but they meant like no. goals for the poker no just for you just for yourself so what do i want to do in poker yeah, like how do you feel about poker today? Um, Andrew and I actually listened to Veronica Brill's podcast yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, I only listened to, to AKA, part of it. AKA Angry Polak. Angry Polak and who was on the show? Lyman. Lyman. I almost said Limon again. Um, but <laughs> uh, he was talking about what he thinks about poker. Yep. And we had spoken about poker last week and you were saying something along the lines of people wanting a different poker experience. So since the audio was very bad last mm. week, can you share that? Revisit with those thoughts. Yes, please. This time, hopefully they'll hear them. Well, do you want me to sum up what he was saying or just what I think? Yeah, both. I think if you gave us a summary of both and well, what you were thinking... I guess it's pretty similar. Uh, I think we, I think both of us, Lyman and myself, I almost called him Limon. Um, <laughs> I think we both have like a low expectation of the uh, the health of poker games, cash games at least. Tournaments will probably be fine for the indefinite future live tournaments. That is the the big issue with online poker at the moment is uh, this real time assistance issue where it's pretty much impossible to, um, as long as you're like trying to s go stealth uh, in some fashion, it's pretty tough for um, a poker site to catch on to what you're up to uh, when you're using like a real-time solver assistant program. So that's bad for online poker games, obviously. It's going to make them super tough. Um, live cash games, 
uh, A, it suffers from what's going on right now with coronavirus. Um, but that's going to end at some point. As long as like people are using these uh, solver programs to get better and get much better, much faster, then that's got like a pretty negative effect on the games. And the game sort of becomes like uh, a battle of who's put in the work um, on these solvers or like a, like a solver light program which means like something that would summarize um, solves for you. That's a lot of like words lots and the word solve. solve, solve lots solve. of solves going on. Um, but anyway, it's just going to be like a continued trajectory um, into making games tougher. Um, it makes it like, so you can't just show up at the casino, maybe game select and expect to find a, a very profitable game. It just gets like tougher and tougher. And uh, I just think that like, there definitely needs to be focus on like games that are more tailored, um, like a more unique experience. Can't just have this mass market thing anymore, I don't think, both online and live. The meetup games are sort of an example of that because it's not just built around showing up and like grinding out a profit. You know, there's like you're showing up probably to have some fun, interact with uh, your like some of your favorite content creators or other people that like get into the vlogs and stuff and also have some drinks hang out at the bar afterwards etc um so yeah it's not just built around grinding out a profit so that's like one example of scene like a poker scene poker setup type thing where i think some efforts should be put into you mentioned a tweet from somebody who's looking for a game yeah there was some kid who was saying where do you go and play poker online and there was a all these uh, sites and apps that you hadn't oh, even heard of? Right. Yeah. Somebody who was not in the poker industry, um, but had like 100,000 followers, was asking where people are playing poker with their friends online. And I went through the replies and there was like 15 different um, sites or apps that were mentioned in the replies. And there was a bunch of them that I've never even heard of. So it's pretty clear that like a lot of people still like playing poker. Um, I don't think like people are not going to want to gamble or, you know, like, compete against each other over a card game so the question is like what sort of environment do they want to do that in and it's not like they're going to want to go to it doesn't seem like they want to go to like party poker you know they want to have like a more tailored experience with their friends so that just the the 10 of them or 20 of them or whatever can get together and play um so yeah there was like a couple of those big platforms that weren't even mentioned like in the in the replies in those 15 different sites some like the household poker industry names weren't even a mention and you think it's because of these solvers and like knowing that the crowd is going to be tougher so then your fun is reduced it's probably yeah it's partly that i mean like online poker back in the heyday is just never going to come back that's just like it's it's just way too special of a time that you cannot replicate so yeah i don't think people are like necessarily looking for something like that they want to have a more tailored experience and i think like that applies to some different industries that you know are outside of poker as well hmm. um but yeah they just want a more like a, a sort of like more unique more tailored experience amongst their friends i think another theory of mine hmm. somebody who doesn't have theories has a lot of theories today mm -hmm. um speaking of gambling and how people love to gamble andrew and i uh have been watching a show called action on Showtime, and it is about sports betting, mm -hmm. uh, which I know very little little about because a I don't really watch sports, but the nice lady did explain the 
the terminology. Yep. Betting on the line. The nice lady. Yep. Parlays, etc. Don't ask me what it means. I have to go <laughs> relook it up so I can, um, like, if I did it, then I would know I'd understand. But that's also really interesting. So, do you think that type of gambling, because as it becomes more legal, legalized in all the states, that has an opportunity for a more tailored type experience? Or there's like a lot of ideas that could be implemented for that sort of a thing um what is your interest in sports betting well sports is slightly different i think than poker because i mean sports sort of like has traditionally and will continue to be this sort of like big crowd the the energy of the crowd atmosphere thing that people like to do you know they like to yeah they like to like you know cheer along with other people so, you know, I worry a little bit less, I guess, about like, I mean, sports betting is on like a massive trajectory basically in the U.S. because it's still rolling out and becoming more and more available. Whereas poker was more available. It was available to everybody and now it's not. So poker went backwards <laughs> instead of right. really going. So sports betting is still like not even close to its peak yet. There are still like a bunch of ideas that you can do. Um, you know, like when Brad and I, we went to New Jersey and did like a meetup that was around a football Sunday at a bar. And not everybody, but a bunch of us or maybe like half of us or something like bet on the games. And it was uh, it was sponsored by DraftKings. So they gave us like an odds boost thing that made it like plus EV for everybody who wanted to bet on it. Um, up to like a, it was like maximum $50 bet or something. So it wasn't like a huge amount of money, but those like that sort of a thing is pretty similar to, you know, like tailoring an experience for like a smaller group of friends. But don't, isn't that where you use a parlay for like a small amount of money to win a big amount of it, money? Isn't that what she said? Is that what a parlay bet is? Ye, that's yeah. But this isn't, okay. this doesn't have anything to do with that. I mean, because what, the, what DraftKings did, they just gave you like, I mean, it pays out more, basically. Right. So technically, you could do that. Sort yes. of. Okay. Well, you couldn't use it on a parlay. You oh, couldn't you couldn't use, their use pro- it. Okay. You couldn't use their promotion on a parlay. Oh, uh, okay. It was just like pick one side or the other side. Like okay. one team. One See, team or the other I did team. learn something. I'm proud of you. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I think that's another example of like ways that you can tailor a, a betting experience or a, tailor an experience that's outside of the poker industry and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But... Um, poker is much more in need of that sort of a thing, I think, in my opinion, especially cash games. So don't you think that if poker became more available to people, then that might also be a thing that happens? Sort of, uh, but it doesn't seem like these bigger platform companies are focused on that sort of a thing. You know, it seems like they're still pushing for the basics of like a big pool or like a big guarantee on a tournament or something. How do you think these big platforms could be using their clout to sort of further that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it would take a little bit of work, uh, a little bit of brainstorming on some ideas, but they should be thinking about ways to enhance like a nine person get together. So not so much like in the legislative part of it because that would be what makes it available to everybody right yeah sure i mean they're definitely gonna have to like spend lobbying dollars if they want to uh help out their industry 
Mm. Which I think they are. I would assume they are. But who knows? We don't know. Who knows? All right. So you are looking forward to playing poker again in the new year, Andrew? Yes, but not in like ways that I was playing before. So it depends how much detail you want me to go down that path. Probably not much. This this today. This path. Yeah, I'm just saying like um obviously you've missed making the videos, no? Yeah. Or- uh I miss having the option of being able to go out and do that whenever I want. I mean, it's been fun to just like hang out and get into the markets and stuff because who doesn't like being in the markets during the middle of a massive bull run? Nobody. Fun Absolutely. for everybody. Nobody. Aside from the bears. <laughs> but I don't see any of them around here. So so that's just been fun. Yeah. Um, if there was a sudden bear market, then I'd be like. Take me back to the casino, I get please. Out there. Yeah. Mask on. Here I come. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's it'll be good to get back out there and play some cards, film some hands, talk about some hands, upload, click that upload button. But uh, I'm looking forward to like really trying to figure out everything I just said needs to be encapsulated in the, the game plan. Sounds very exciting. <laughs> Sounds very esoteric. <laughs> still still very exciting. Do you um, want to comment about the happenings of America this week or no? Nope. All right. Um, everybody saw it, obviously. So <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> let's see yep. if we have any new comments, shall we? And then we can wrap this up for the new year. Okay. And be back again next week. All right. Art says, glad to see all is well. Love the content. Thank you, Art. Thanks, Art. Uh, My favorite comment from last week's, I think, or the week before's um, episode was from Chance. And Chance says, did I hear a dialogue on the value of just being? of just being having had made you grateful during 2020 diminishing materialism followed by a full pivot to real estate bitcoin and cars you guys cover your bets love it indeed indeed chance so i love the name chance it's a good name that is you gamble chance how do you not gamble or play poker or something with the name chance is it possible no no ways no is the answer no ways what do you think about that I mean, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that we're on this planet and we want to have or experience as much life as possible. Um, But it's it's the approach and how you experience that, right? So I love nice things. I I don't love cars as much as I used to. I used to be obsessed with cars. Mm Mm-hmm. Porsche 911 Turbo was the dream. Um, yes, chef's kisses. <laughs> but now I, obviously my uh, desire is to have more experiences than actual things. But also in having said things, whatever the thing is that I am coveting or lusting after, I know that the thing is not what makes me happy. So... If I have an issue of feeling low self-esteem, it doesn't matter if I buy a $5,000 dress or $800 shoes. 
that self-esteem issue is still going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Yep. So until I resolve it, the shoes are not going to fill the void. Hmm. So knowing that the stuff or the experience is a bonus to a good internal life. So what I meant by like having, like knowing that I didn't need anything to make me happy and I didn't need anything outside of myself to change in order to be happy is so empowering because I know no matter what happens, I still can be happy because just as much as having things, you can not have things. So does it mean that I'm completely depressed because I don't have things and then I will wait for my happiness only once I can have things again? Yeah. You know, like I grew up with not very many things Mm -hmm. and I think... I was very a very happy child because I didn't know any different and I didn't know that things were supposed to make me happy or not. And I think that's our always our baseline. Yeah. And we need to be conscious of that. And like even if you want something, yes, it can enhance your life experience, but it definitely cannot make your life experience. Well well said. What can I add to that? Nothing. Are you sure? Positive. Well said. Okay. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up this first episode of Tells in 2021. Thank you for your messages. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and uh, like this video and share it with your friends. Leave us a comment down below. But if you would like to write to us, we are at hello at tellspodcast.com and you can call us or text us. What's the number? 702-690-9299. Lovely. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Yeah, we like those voicemails. Those voicemails? Voicemails. Send them in. Get them in, guys. 2021. Let your voice be heard. Indeed. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.